Halloran in 2010 defined social sciences does social science boring right welcome to the academic podcast where we will be simplifying the process of reading imagine listening to your textbook while working on the road using an earpiece things are getting digitalized why shouldn't our academics be digitalized well 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 All right, guys. Monachi again. Monachi won't go to be precise. Yeah, in case you actually forget, you forgot. Oh God, you don't want to say. Anyway, today we'll be talking about um the chapter two of the text, that's peace and conflict, right? And um, we'll be covering a whole lot. You understand? So, although we're not together, <clears throat> so um, and with me here, although he's not physically with me, he's seven. He'll be going deeper you understand into more details yeah so do well to listen and do well to listen to the end so seven over to you hello good day everyone it's seven here and in this a slight episode of podcast we're speaking on the chapter 3 of our JSP 201 textbook which is titled Sociology and Anthropology Basic Concepts and Theories so we go straight to the business of the day Sociology Sociology, what is Sociology? Sociology is the study of society and human relationships the, the study of the society and human relationships a sociologist which are people who study sociology or people who have studied sociology sociologists seek to understand what happens when humans meet they seek to understand what what happens when humans interact with each other they, they are trying to understand humans as a social being and as we interact day to day so that's what sociologists seek to understand and the founding fathers of sociology include Karl Marx, Max Weber, August Comte or August Comte as the Americans would pronounce it and then Emily Durkheim. Sociology has come, shall I say, could be broken into two which is we have the micro sociology and the macro sociology the micro sociology is the study of everyday behavior in face to face encounters. Yeah. Micro sociology is the study of our everyday behavior in face to face encounters. In the face, like we human beings, when we see face to face, that is the study of micro sociology, study of our everyday behavior, the everyday behavior of humans when we meet face to face. And then we now have macro sociology. Macro sociology deals with the analyzing of large-scale social systems and whole societies. The macro sociology has to do with the study of a large group of people, maybe a particular society, a particular ethnic group, or a particular region, or actually a particular country. In fact, that will form macro sociology. It has to do with the analyzing of large-scale social systems and whole societies. 
Now we move down to sociological inquiries. Sociological inquiries. Sociologists investigate social life by posing distinct questions and trying to find answers to these questions by systematic research. So sociological inquiries have to do with sociologists investigating social life by asking distinct questions to maybe their fellow humans and trying to find answers to these by systematic research. They make research on these questions then when they ask fellow human beings let me say for example I'm doing a research on who prefers butter on their bread and who does not so I go into the world I go maybe ask groups of people different groups of people and the answers they give me I do systematic research on the answers and fall into a conclusion that okay these are the kind of people who like butter on their bread and those who don't like butter on their bread so that's what we call sociological inquiries and there are various ways to make sociological inquiries or sociological researches this includes one survey research and survey research includes sending questionnaires samples of larger population i know questionnaires is like a printed paper where you ask questions pertaining the subject matter you send it out to people they, they answer and they give they return it back to you then you use it for your systematic research and this is just one way in which sociological inquiries can be made one through survey research as i said survey research the second is documentary research and this includes the use of printed materials from archives or other resources as source of information so that will hold documentary research we, other, we also have other researches biographical historical analytics experiments and comparative researches these are ways of sociological inquiries ways of inquiring sociological mark <laughs> and then we have what we call triangulation what is triangulation this is important triangulation is the process of combining two or more research methods together in order to make your research efficient these research methods most times are not that efficient standalone when they're alone you have to inculcate or slightly incorporate two or more <coughs> research methods so for it to be efficient and this process is what sociologists call triangulation it is the process of combining two or more research methods together now we are moving straight down to theories and perspectives in sociology another is we have anthropology anthropology what is anthropology anthropology is the scientific or systematic study of humankind i repeat it is the scientific or systematic study of humankind yes it involves study involves study of biological and cultural origin of humankind that's what anthropology is all about it's the study of humankind how human came to be what they do how they behave various other things there are a lot of fields under anthropology but in common sense anthropology is just the systematic or scientific study of humankind and involves the study of the biological or cultural origin of humankind according to ferraro from this book anthropology is divided into four fields 
Yeah, take note of this. Anthropology is divided into four fields, which includes the physical anthropology, archaeology, anthropolo- anthropological linguistics, and cultural anthropology. Yes, it's divided into four fields. I said four fields. This is physical anthropology, archaeology, anthropological linguistics, and cultural anthropology. The physical anthropology focuses on three primary concerns, which is pleano anthropology, plea paleo. Sorry, I made a mistake. Slip of tongue. Paleo anthropology, which includes biological deciphering the biological record. Of human evolution through study of fossil remains. You know, fossil remains are the remains of humans, maybe dead humans or dead living beings. You get? And then it also has to do with study of physical variations such as race and biological variations. And then archaeology has to do with the study or its main objective is the reconstruction of past cultures both historic and prehistoric then anthropological linguistics has to do with the study of both present and past languages anthropological linguistics is just study of language linguistics language yeah it makes sense right and uh, we now move to cultural anthropology cultural anthropology focuses on the study of contemporary cultures that is our present cultures, which may be found around the world. It is as simple as that. So we move, we move, we move, we move to the concept of culture. 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 That's what we say, culture. What is culture? If you can remember your primary school definition of culture, culture is a way of life of a particular group. Of people, or according to since you're in the university, you try and use university terms to define culture. Culture is everything that people have, think, and do as members of the society. So that is just what culture is. Culture is a way of life of a particular group of people, or it is everything that people have, think, and do as members of the society. Culture is acquired through a learning process. Culture is not inborn. You don't just born someone and your culture will be inculcated into him. Nope, it is not just it's not inbuilt. Culture is acquired through a learning process. Culture is learned. It is not it is not inbuilt, not inborn. Nope. And also culture is acquired through a learning process, as I said before, and this is called enculturation. Enculturation. Keep in mind in my accents what is enculturation? Enculturation is the learning process through which culture is acquired. Or as you say the process through which culture is learned. That's what we call enculturation. Culture is not static. No. Culture is dynamic. That means it changes over time. It changes over time. And this change could come internally, which is called innovation. They could change things internally. Maybe the people of the same culture they could change it. Okay, let's change it. This is not favoring us. Our forefathers did stuff like this and it, it favored them, but times have changed. 
so they might change it they might change that particular thing so it should favor the present situation of the world and also culture changes through the borrowing of stuff from other cultures and this could be called diffusion yes people borrow stuff from other cultures maybe like words they could borrow words from other cultures but there are a lot of things you could borrow from other cultures actually and then culture well i say the main the main function of culture the main function of culture is to help people adapt to their environment and increase their chances of survival that is the main function of culture it it makes people or should i say helps people adapt to their environment and consequently increase their chances of survival and also it's also possible for culture to negatively alter or even destroy the environment yes culture could make or break a particular society yes think about it it's deep right culture could make or break a particular society it does depend on how their culture is favorable to them the culture could not be favorable to a particular people and they will still keep that culture because yes it is our culture we still want to do it and which could make them media waterloo to make them media doom so culture could make or break a particular people yes then anthropological theories there are a lot of anthropological theories and Ferraro summarized these anthropological theories and I will just read through them so you guys understand I'll try to cut it short but I'll read through them because they look so I'll just read through them and you guys should keep be attentive open your ears so the first one anthropological theory which arose from the desire to explain the great cultural diversity in the world enables us to reduce reality to an abstract yet manageable set of principles. I guess you guys get that. The next is the first group of anthropologists used the notion of evolution to account for differences in human cultures. So they use the notion of evolution to account for the differences in human culture because we evolved, people evolved, people dispersed, they went to different places and they evolved. So the anthropological theorists and they're called use this notion of evolution to account for the differences in human cultures. The next is the fusionists explain cultural differences and similarities in terms of the extent of contact cultures had with one another. I explained previously diffusion has to do with the brain of things from other cultures and inculcating them into your own culture. So diffusion is explained that cultural differences and similarities in terms of cultural differences and similarities in terms of the extent of contact cultures had with one another. That means cultures are different and similar. In terms of the extent with the culture, the contact the culture had with one another, maybe I could from this culture they could borrow things from this other sure? one, this other one could borrow things from the other culture, which makes our culture different and similar at the same time. And I move to the I move to the next theory, which is one. In contrast, we have diffusionist and evolutionist. In contrast to the evolutionist and the fusionist, Boaz took a man named Boaz took 
a more inductive approach to anthropology, insisting on the collection of the first-hand empirical data on a wide range of cultures before developing anthropological theories. Yeah. It's just long talk. I move to the next one. The British functionalist, functionalist, sorry, Malinowski. The name Malinowski and Radcliffe Brown, who, like Boaz, were strong advocates of fieldwork, concentrated on how contemporary structures functioned to meet the needs of the individual and perpetuate the society. The next is the early psychological anthropologists, most notably Benedict and Mead. We are interested in exploring the relationships between culture and the individual. The next is the theory of evolution was brought back into fashion during the 20th century by White and Stewart. White, like Taylor and Morgan before him, held that cultures evolve from simple to complex forms. But for White, the process of evolution was driven by basic law of evolution. C is equal to X. I don't know what that means, but I think it has to do with evolution and culture. Stewart's major contribution was to introduce the concept of multilinear evolution. We move down, drawing heavily on the models of linguistics and cognitive psychology, Levi Strauss maintained that certain codes or mental structures pre-programmed in the human mind are responsible for culture and social behavior. The next theory is like the French, like the French structuralism of Levi-Strauss, the theoretical approach known as the ethnosense is cognitive in that it seeks explanations in the human mind. All these are just theories, or should I call them anthropological theories. All these anthropological theories. And to be honest, this is to hold this to your head or to keep it in your memory could actually be a Herculean tax. But I guess it will scale true. There are a lot more, but I think I will just stop here because we've gone through like five, six, or seven. So I will just stop here. And that was all. In conclusion, don't forget sociology is the study of the society and human relationships. And then we have the founding fathers of sociology, Karl Marx, Max Weber, August Comte, and Emily. Um, sociology can be grouped into micro sociology and macro sociology. Micro sociology is the study of the everyday behavior in face to face encounters, while macro sociology has to do with the analysis of a large scale of social system of a whole society. Well, I think we've come to the end of this chapter as uh, sociology and anthropology, basic concepts and theories. Thank you for listening. God bless.